Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know that today's episode contains difficult conversation about childhood cancer. And just to note, I had a really long and interesting chat with today's guests, and I wanted to make sure you could hear all of it. So we've split this episode into two parts. This is part one. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Earlier this year, back in January, I was scrolling on Instagram and I came across a video of a man talking about mental health, about checking in with yourself and how we pay so much attention to what is happening physically, but actually it's your mental space that's so important. And there was something about this video that just completely captured my attention and I just thought, who is this man? I need to know more because there was clearly something going on that I hadn't seen within this video. So I then found your Instagram page. I scrolled more, started stalking. I found out all about his daughter, Azalea. I found out all about his partner. And I can honestly say that from the start of January this, this year, I have thought about you guys and your family every single day. And, uh, and for that reason, I am... So delighted to welcome you, Ashley Kane and Safia Boraji. Hello. Hello. How are you both? Hi. I mean, first and foremost, thank you for inviting us both down today. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, it's, it's been a really tough time 
Um, still is tough. Yeah. I guess it, it's always going to be tough. Um, but we're we're supporting each other. We're staying strong, and uh, we're just on this journey now to make our daughter proud. Yeah. Yeah. I want today to be a bit of a celebration of Azalea, and we can talk about the amazing things that you're doing in her name. But let's go right back. So first of all, I want to know about you two. What were your childhoods like? So my childhood was really, really warming with family and my brother. He was just such a fun person to grow up with. And still now, he's like my rock. He's like my best friend. You go on many bike rides together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, he's at my door every single morning, isn't he? Yeah, Literally he is. knocking on my door, get up, out you come. And yeah, he still ain't changed. So yeah, growing up was just so like warming and lovely. Yeah. So I've got a, a massive family, loads of larger-than-life characters. I've got two younger sisters, two older brothers. My older brothers were all born in September. We're all two years apart. <laughs> right. Fun fact. I've got a mum who's just beautiful. She's so loving and caring and such a soft person that he's there no matter what. And then my father's a bit of a old-school, kind of tough fatherly figure, but he's a great dad. I think it was important in my family growing up that you had to be strong, you had to be a bit of a character to survive and some of those traits, well, a lot of those traits I've taken into my life now which have really helped, helped me get over some of the trials and tribulations that I've been through and none greater than the last one. Yeah. But as a family, absolutely amazing and they've always been there to support me through everything, so really grateful. I imagine five larger-than-life characters as well. It must be very loud. Yeah. Loud. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's yeah. so loud. It's so energetic. They're yeah. amazing. Did you two grow up near each other at all or you yeah. did? Yeah, we're in the same same area, radius system. Same town. Yeah. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. And when did you first meet? I don't actually know, do you? Well wow. <laughs> I think I think Come on. I think we'd known of each other for a couple of years right. before we actually um, met and started dating. Um, I wouldn't say that we were close. I think we knew of each other. Then all of a sudden, randomly, we must have met, um, exchanged numbers, and then the relationship developed from there. And then we haven't looked back since. Did you talk about families and whether you wanted one yourselves? I mean, I mean, I, I think I, I talked about kids from from quite early because my because my family is so big, yeah, and because the uncles and aunties, they've got quite a lot of kids. I always wanted a family. It was Either always... that or he's seen good bait. <laughs> 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 Let's just talk about kids because chicks love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not the case. <laughs> but it is that thing, I think, when you enter a relationship, you it comes to a certain age, shall we say, that that is a, a topic of conversation yeah, I feel like up. I feel like with, with our relationship, I feel like Ashley was... I'd probably say you was like more insisting on on a family, yeah. and I think that's because as a man, it's probably a lot different to a female. Female, I probably think that you think, is it going to be this? Is it going to be this? You reflect on your own childhood, mm. and for me, reflecting on my childhood was a big reflection of having a child. Is it the right time? Yeah. Is it the right person? Am I going to be prepared? Am I financially stable? Am I this? Am I that? You have a hundred things as a female that yeah. go through your mind and you think, ah, is this the right time? 
all I knew is that Ashley's family loyalty, how he is as a character, how loving he is, was just like electric. Yeah. Which made me feel like at an age, I kind of thought maybe when I'm 30, if I don't mm -hmm. have a child, probably won't have one. And, you know, we decided to to have Azalea, didn't we? Yeah. And and that was like that was amazing for me because it took somebody so special to make me feel like, yeah, like yeah. I am excited, like I want this family. And I think that fulfillment that Ashley gave me that confidence to know that he was gonna be the most incredible dad. Mm. I knew that, I felt that. Oh, I appreciate that. For me, I think the reason why I was ready is because I just wanted to be myself. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the life that I've that I've lived, it, it's taken me everywhere from being an athlete to a pro footballer to TV to being a DJ. And all of these kind of things are personas. I was a young male and persona, 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 but away from that, away from the decks or away from the screens, I was always back with my family. Yeah. You didn't see me around here, around there. I would always be around my family. So the one thing that I wanted was a family of my own mm. and just a chance to be myself and kind of give and show all the love that I had. And that's why I, I wouldn't say like I was pushy, but I was kind of very suggestive towards the idea because we'd been together for a while. Yeah. We really, really got on and I thought we'd be great parents. Yeah. So, yeah, and when it happened... Well, can you remember taking the test and finding out? Taking the test? Oh, wow. I, that to was I, to amazing. I told her she was pregnant. You she did, you? Yeah, Tom I Tom does this to me. I'm like, <laughs> don't pretend you've got like a he, sixth sense of when honest. I'm pregnant or not. I'm, I thought I was you really knew. poorly. I I really thought I was poorly. I was just coming back, going to sleep, weren't I? And you, did you call me? Um, I well, I had, a I had a feeling that morning and then... I gave you a call and I told you to get a test. Yeah, when I got the call to say get a test, I thought, yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, because it, it, to be honest, it, it wasn't. I mean, this is probably getting a bit personal, but it wasn't something like we came off contraception and then we just tried. So I knew yeah. it, it was it was happening for a while, and yeah. it, and it wasn't something that turned around quickly. Mm -hmm. It was kind of we were kind of thinking like. Are we capable? Is it, is this going to happen? Yeah. That's what stage it got to. So. But also, though, you spend so much of your life trying not to get pregnant. So when there is that switch, and you don't know what that contraceptive pill is doing to your body when it's that, you know, everything yeah. takes a while to kind of readjust. Because I, I, I even thought we even thought it was me for a stage. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I, I even went and and everything was fine. So that's what I mean. And that day there was something different about it. I would say, I'm very. In like it's like I listen to my Native American flute music. I, try, I deep breathe. I'm, uh, meditate, I meditate. I I'm really in tune. Like I, the reason why I wanted to do this podcast in person today is because I believe in energy and I wanted to yeah. feel your energy. But also, I knew that you sitting in front of us guys, you would feel ours. Yeah. So I'm really into that, and I, it, it's not because I want to be. I just kind of am. So that day, I just knew, and, and like I say, I rang her and I told her to get a test. She got a <laughs> test. <laughs> so we got the test. Took it and then left it on the kit. Well, no, took the test and then no, actually, you didn't, you didn't it to me. No, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Then I put it 
on the like the side, like waiting for it to come up. Then me and Ashley were in the living room, and then he was like, "I want to go and have a look first. <laughs> so I was like, I actually thought, "Go on then, go on, go and have a look," because I just thought I've took tests before and yeah. they just come back negative, and I thought, "Go on then." I thought I know I'm poorly. <laughs> And he's come back in and he's, oh, my God. <laughs> and I thought he was joking. And I thought, oh, he's winding me up. Here he is. And then literally he showed me the test. Got another test. Got another test. And it's kind of like. I also got some alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Because I, I, I knew we didn't need another test. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Just pee sticks for you. Lots of alcohol. Oh, I, I, I actually, you danced the whole I night. I danced for really? her. Really? Like, not. I didn't dance for her like that. But I, we party and we danced. So I <laughs> yeah. literally had the music on. Had some beers and I danced till about five o'clock in the morning. Literally. Because I was so happy. Yeah. Honestly. We had such a good night, didn't yeah, we? I'm there sober, it. thinking, great, can't even. Woo! Yeah, it was amazing. That is no. so lovely. Yeah, I still hold them now. Still got them now. Yeah. Really? Mm. Every last little bit, still got. Yeah. And what was the rest of your pregnancy like? I was actually a soldier, like, I have to put my hands up. I was good. I was actually a really, really good pregnant person, I feel. Um, I feel like it was always so strange, you know, like, feeling the pop for the first time, thinking, yeah. what's that? Okay, it's movement. Like, oh, this is this is bizarre. And then, like, having a craving for, like, strawberry milkshake was my, like, go-to, like... And it was just... It was... Amazing, incredible, beautiful, and kind of scary at the same time because you don't know what to expect. So many people are telling you, oh, you, you're you going to feel this, you're going to do this. Labour, it's going to be like this. And you think, okay, like that person, until it kicks you. Yeah. And it goes, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's the feeling. And then you think, oh, that's the feeling. But through pregnancy, I feel like I was quite domesticated. I was... Proper nesting. Yeah, like really, really. I'm quite a domesticated, hands-on person anyway. But through pregnancy, because I knew that, oh, we got a baby, baby girl, she's coming. It's kind of like, have that ready, have that, everything. All dot the I's, cross the T's. Yeah. Like, well, what did that feel like though when you found out you were having a girl? Amazing. We literally was on the way. <laughs> Sorry, I get so excited about this. I get so excited. Not for the minute. Not for the minute. But we was in the car on the way to a clinic um, to find out the gender. And like I, I'm so like spiritual, law of attraction, yeah. all of this kind of stuff. Like that is so me. And we were driving, and on the way to get to find out the gender, a pink balloon flew in front of the car, and I was like, "Did you see that? <laughs> Did you see it?" I was like, "That is the sign. Like this is the girl." And then, literally, I tell you about the. You can talk about the scans and when we was in the room and. I'm bouncing up and down and yeah. Ashley was eating my sweets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, going back to what you said at the start about siblings, so my oldest brother, he's got a little baby boy, really, really cute, mm. um, lovely kid. And um, so then he was the first. And then, obviously, we found out we're pregnant. So then, oh, well, Saf was pregnant, not we. Um, <laughs> Red team. Yeah. yeah. So then I rang my middle brother, Matthew, and... Um, I rang him up and I said, hi, mate. I said, just letting you know, you're going to be an uncle again. And he went, yeah, so are you. <laughs> and I was like, huh? And we set our due dates and Azalea was due 
um, five days before his baby daughter and Naya. But we didn't know if they were boys or girls. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he was going to me, I know it, you're going to have a boy. And I was like, yeah, I am, aren't I? You're going to have a boy. <laughs> and we both wanted boys because we we're lads. And then when we found out we're having girls, we found out we we're both having girls together. And it couldn't have been better. There was just something about kind of two brothers finding out they're having little girls. And we live right next to each other as well. Right. So we, it was amazing. And I can honestly say I, I wouldn't... I know it sounds cliche because I've, I've had Azalea now, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. There's, there's just I believe there's just a special connection between a daddy and his daughter. Mm. And to be having a baby girl with your brother as well at the same time, it was just incredible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, were, yeah. they were five days apart, weren't they? Mm. In the end, Anaya was born five days before Azalea. But <gasps> it was and it just... was really nice as well to actually have, like... Um, my sister-in-law, Amy, she was she was pregnant at the same time. So yeah. it was lovely. And then we've got Nikki as well. She's our other sister-in-law. She's got her baby. My brother's got Michelle. And yeah. all, we're suddenly all becoming this big team. And also yeah. how that family then changes because mm. there are children in the mix. Everybody. And everyone's oh, yeah. coming together in a very different way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, what was it like seeing Safia pregnant and her body changing? Because obviously for, for Tom, it was really weird. It was happening to me. So we'd yeah. constantly be trying to check in, like, how are you feeling? What's it like? And I'd be like, I'm fine. No, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but is it strange having your baby growing within a woman, like, within your partner, but not knowing what that's like? Uh, it was kind of like, that's not my responsibility, babe. <laughs> <laughs> he um, ain't joking. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about, like, um, Sophia that if there's... I was so worried, honestly, about her pregnancy, just in terms of, like, emotions and how it's going to be. Yeah. But Sophia's got a, a funny thing about if there's a small problem, it could be something massive, yeah. But then when you think, oh, God, there's a big problem, she just, ri she just rides a wave. Right. So cool. So she handled pregnancy amazingly. It... You you were tough. You were. She was painting the house. She was cleaning. Properness. She she was still she was still doing stuff. And I think for me it was just more about checking in. But I think because she handled it so well, there wasn't really there wasn't really a time when I was really concerned. I just like like to check in with the bump, speak yeah. to the bump, make sure the bump was okay. And we just kind of we just kind of lived how we were living anyway. It was just so normal. And I think that's that's credit to Sophia in the fact that she she dealt with it absolutely amazing and she was a champ, to be honest. Were there yeah. many more nights of Sophia on the sofa while you danced for her? There, there's quite a few, yeah. yeah that, 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 that's not for that, this show. That, 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 used, that used to happen quite regular. <laughs> so talk to me about the birth, because you had a C-section, didn't you? Emergency. An emergency C-section. Yeah. So how did you feel then going towards that moment, was there any anxiety? Because birth, as we know, is unpredictable. And we all, you know, we have plans, but it's a case of throwing them out the window and just going with what happens. How did you feel going into hospital? So obviously it was COVID at the time. Um, so it was very difficult. I managed to get an app that I could literally press the start and stop for contractions. So I was really good at having that. Then the next minute I just thought like, okay, they're coming 
fewer and closer together. So obviously, I had um, at the time, like I had my aunties there, <laughs> breathe, <laughs> deep breathing. And then the next minute, I was like straight into hospital. Really? Um, yeah. And luckily, um, our hospital was really, really good. And um, because I'd been on the phone to them checking in and, and whatever, they allowed you straight in, didn't they? Yeah. Um, with us. Um, I think it was like 12 hours. Um, but I was on that gas and air to the point where they was taking it out and I thought I was still on the <laughs> gas and air. Yeah, because... Just placebo effect. Just it, make a... It, it was like the only way she, they could get her to stop. Really? Yeah, she, she she wouldn't stop and they were saying, you have to stop because we're not going to be able to do this and she, she wasn't listening. It was quite frustrating for me because I was enjoying the gas and air as well. <laughs> yeah, so anytime they wanted it taken off her, I'd, I'd make sure like I reiterated it so I could have a couple of breaths. But it it was long. Yeah. It was long. The epidural didn't work. Oh, really? Um, yeah, work. so I took that. As soon as I went in and I was kept asking, what what does labour feel like? Okay, so you're going to know. And I was like, oh, I think, I think I've got... I'm in labour now, I think. And then it was like... Well, when you're in labour, you, you know you're in labour. <laughs> like, that's I the thing, because we all go into it not really knowing what that's going to feel mm, like. No. And I think each, like, even with different pregnancies, each time it's different. Yeah. So you don't know what is going on until no. it's, you know. As soon as I felt that first pain, I was like, epidural. <laughs> <laughs> had you before going in, had you been like, no, I'm just going to no. go for there. No, no, no. no. no I, I kept open options. No, so he's... to my midwife, I was like, give me epidural. I want epidural because I thought I can always change my mind if I don't. Yeah. Um, but no, as soon as I felt that, I thought, and this is going to get worse. Yeah. I was like, sit me up, yeah. <laughs> pop it in the back. But yeah, it didn't work. So 12 hours later. So when did you realise that it didn't work? After um, you get the emergency, like a, an right, extra top up. Top up. Bob, yeah. And then it was just like excruciating pain because she and um, Azalea ended up breaching. Right. So we went spine to spine. Yeah. So then it just started to become a little bit more difficult. Yeah. And then the doctor came in, and I think I was really gassed out. So you'd probably be better off. <laughs> I mean, Sophia, she she really didn't want a C-section. Um, you didn't want one at all, did you? No. And then it got to the point where at this stage, Sophia was gas and aired. She, it was like she was drunk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At that point, so, um, they offered the the chance to have a C section, and I just said, yeah, like I, I, I kind of said we're going for it because it, it, there was too much, there was too much stress and trauma around Saf at that time. Yeah. And I, I didn't want any more of that. And then also, for baby Azalea, I just thought we need to, we need to get Azalea out now. Well, that's all anyone wants, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Isn't it? it doesn't. I think there's so many things that we. We do go into it kind of going, well, I want, I would really like this to happen. But there comes a point where, you, where you've got to kind of go. Just for the safety aspect safety, as well. Yeah. yeah. You've got to leave all of that, I think, yeah. behind. And, and in that moment, go, what's going to keep us both safe? Yeah. I think then it turned into a little bit of a, uh, a, a little bit. It was a bit of an emergency um, going into an emergency C-section. And what happened, I think, because I had the epidural and I've been in labour for 12 hours, my body was kind of going into shock. So yeah. my body was just shaking. I couldn't stop it. So it was just fully shaking. So I remember just lying on the table and all I could... I could I could hear, I was zoning in. It's like I knew my body was shaking, but I could hear everybody clear. Right. And it was sedation. 
all I could hear was sedation. And then I was thinking, like, where's Ashley? I could just see um, a screen in front of me. Yeah. I could see hairnets, blue uniforms, but I couldn't hear Ashley's voice anywhere. Mm. And all I was, they were saying, like, okay, we're going to have to give you general, like, your body's shaking, like, you know, I'm like, well, is Ashley here? No, he can't be in the room at the same time if you're going to um, have general. And I remember just screaming, get Ashley here. <laughs> he could hear it down, I don't know where he was sitting. Yeah. I was literally like pleading with them. And then obviously I know like sedation goes into your hand and my hand's up in the air. And I'm thinking, I know what's happening. <laughs> I was like pulling my hand down. I was like really wrestling, like get Ashley. I thought, do you know what? He cannot miss the birth of his first baby like yeah. he cannot and if it's down to the fact of me like i need to i need to man up here i need to like really like embrace this i said to them if i can keep my body still and like just try and calm that can they could numb the area up right. so then they could deliver safely so that's when I, I was like, I was holding on to the side and literally really? like they, shaking. They were actually talking about sedating now because she was like, like a hooligan. That's what it was. It, it wasn't. Okay, was it, it, was, it wasn't for any other reason. They were saying, "Madam, she she thinks it." Calm down, she, please. She, Adam. she thinks it was that way around. They were going to oh, okay. They were actually telling me I couldn't come in if she didn't calm down. So oh. they will have to sedate her if oh. she doesn't calm down. Really? Yeah, because you were going mad. Oh. I was sitting outside. Because what happens in those moments yeah. though, where you're just not, you're yeah. not you. Oh. You're completely. Yeah. You're, it's, it's <laughs> that, but it's that animal instinct. Isn't yeah. It? Something else takes yeah. over. You. It's your body. It's it's not you. I, I, in I, was just, I was just outside like that, and I could just hear her going mad. They're going, Madam, we're gonna have to sedate you in a minute if you don't calm down. I think, it's like oh. a Friday night out. Yeah. Yeah. Without the handcuffs behind the back. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But we, but we made it. I made it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got in there. And yeah. what was that like meeting Azalea? I I can't I can't even describe it. All I can remember is. Um, them laying Azalea down and uh, and I just I don't know I felt like I was a kid I felt like I was a little kid again and I just I remember saying to the nurse is it okay if I kiss her and she went of course you can it's your, it's your baby and I just I, you know when you got something that precious I didn't know how to touch her I didn't know how to hold her at that point because I was just oh, I was overwhelmed Yeah, I couldn't actually believe it and then the first I made, thing I heard was Saf Steph, look at her. And I... Yeah, she, she was shaking. All I just thought in my head is how beautiful. I just looked at she. She looked. She was healthy. I could hear yeah. her scream, and I thought, oh. oh no! Actually, I said, cut the umbilical cord. Yeah, I, I need to cut that, didn't you? Yeah, so that that was amazing, and um, I just made sure that before Saf had to go, um, that we took her in mm-hmm. so Saf could see her, and uh. Yeah, like it, it's, it's a, it was a surreal moment. It, it, you know, when you've been looking forward to, to forward something like so much for so long. I mean, obviously, you know the mm. feeling, and uh, just as a dad and seeing a little princess for the first time, it, it's a feeling that I can't describe. But yeah. yeah, it was truly amazing. What was it like for you? Well, cause did you have two rounds of meeting her? One because yeah. you were so out of it, yeah. and then another when you yeah. could actually take it in. Yeah, I think the <laughs> second time of me coming round to meeting her, 
was uh, she needed feeding. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that was what it was. I remember seeing her and thinking, oh, she's healthy. And then it was feeding time. But it's so funny. I've been watching videos and there's a video of you and it just looks like you're really kissing her. But now I've got a whole different <laughs> thing of that moment because you're just out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just, that, just on her. Just like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally what it was like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, they photoshopped it for me. <laughs> It just seems like you're giving her a really long kiss. Yeah, I literally, it was just amazing. It was amazing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And how long were you in hospital for? Um, three days I was. Nice. Was that a, was did that feel calm being able to do those initial bits? I, I was so I wasn't allowed no, to be no, there. No, no. COVID. Of oh, course, of course, uh, it's a completely mm-hmm. different thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, after Azalea was born, I went into the room. Then I'd, I'd done a first nappy. Didn't know what I was doing. Bit of olive oil, apparently. Huh? That's a top tip. Top tip. Put a bit of olive oil oh, really? on their bums as soon as they come out because it the black tar poo, it comes off. Oh wow! Easier. Oh really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> great advice, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame that you weren't there. Yeah, sorry, good time hop, I would be totally there. Yeah. <laughs> Changed the first nappy, spent a bit of time there, and I had to go, I wasn't allowed to come back. That so, must have been heart-wrenching, yeah. having to leave, yeah. when, you know, everything, your world is in that room and having to walk like out. Straight, like straight away. Yeah. Um, and I know it was hard for Saf as well because she just had the C-section, yeah. so... It wasn't when you finally did come back home. I was kind of for the first couple of weeks. I was kind of getting up and manoeuvring everything, and in the night I'd get Azalea and and do that just to let her recover a little bit. But in hospital, you didn't have that luxury, did you? Because there was understaffed. So unfortunately, because of people not being able to work, there was probably two nurses to the whole ward, and um, I was at one end of the ward as well and trying to I've never experienced a C-section so as aliens there trying to oh move and I thought I can't move she's being sick how how, pressing the button obviously there's other babies other mums that are being attended to and you can appreciate they're understaffed yeah and being able to not being able to attend to your baby it's kind of reaching over but then when you reach you pull in all these muscles that you've just suddenly had ripped open and whatever and that was really really difficult two two solid days um i mean 
I was probably a bit more nuts, like <laughs> asking for the morphine and uh, and them kind of things because I didn't have anybody to change nappies, didn't have anybody to get azalea changed, yeah. any get anything out my suitcase, get anything for myself. So I kind of like say stewed in bed, yeah, and really tried my hardest. And I remember one day she was just um, I, first time I experienced it. When a baby's born, it's that sick. Oh yeah, that, that that's it. Where they just like keep vomiting. It's like the fluid or something. Yeah. So she, then she was going like purple, and I'm literally running out of the room, bearing in mind I couldn't move. I yeah. thought, what am I going to do? I'm running down the corridor, I just shout like she's going purple. Like it really scared me. Yeah, really scared me. And nurse came, literally popped her over how the sick come but I mean I had to jump out of bed literally not long after having a c-section like like the same day yeah to do that and that yeah. was really really hard yeah hats off to every woman out there that's had a baby anyway and a c-section yeah <laughs> it's funny Difficult. We, I was talking about that earlier how you know when it comes to c-sections they're not given enough credit for what they are you know I feel like they're kind of targeted as a an easy option yeah and it's not that at all it's major surgery that someone's going through and, and like you say it's many layers that have been cut open and stitched back like back together it's difficult like yeah. really really hard and then you know having you there helping out it was it was a blessing well, what was it like when they were finally home yeah, to, to be honest yeah one thing I find strange, everyone will always say to you, like, your life, will, your life will change, you know? Big difference. And what kind of bugs me about it is everyone kind of says it as if it's a negative yeah. or looks at you as if you're not going to be able to do it or it's going to be difficult. I didn't find one part of it difficult because yeah. doing something for the per- doing something that you love or doing something for the person that you love comes easy yeah. it comes natural because it's not about you it's about them so i just absolutely loved it i mean for me like stay i could have been a stay-at-home dad like, I, 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 I literally loved it and i don't mind getting up in the night i don't mind doing nappies i just kind of loved being around my baby mm. and i loved what my baby brought to our lives and you know like when i was tired of just doing meaningless stuff or doing stuff to try and occupy myself. Yeah. Now, I had a little baby girl who took up all my time, took up all my attention, and I couldn't have thought of anything better. It was just perfect. So having them back was unbelievable for me. Yeah. And for the short period of time when I had to do most of the stuff because you couldn't move, that was fine as well. But yeah. it's also really good that she got on her feet really quick and <laughs> took some of the load. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't encouraging at he's, all. He's, he's pampered, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so what were those first few weeks like at home then, as a family unit? Were there loads of visitors? Were there more did like more dancing in the lounge? Visitors, weren't there? We've got to think, but at that point as well, what are we forgetting? Still COVID. Mm. See, like... Of course, see, no visitors. See, see, see what... what <laughs> What a, a lot of people forget, and, and what we kind of like dis, di, dismiss on a, on a yeah, pregnancy, COVID, childbirth, COVID, first couple of months of child's life, COVID, yeah, find out the news going to hospital, COVID. There wasn't a stage where we we're out of COVID, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So 
with all the family that did want to come around and did want to hold a zadium and did want to be there, like window visits or, you know, yeah. like going up someone's door. Or... But, I mean, like it did get lowered. Yeah. We did have that interval where it kind of did get lowered because yeah. that's where we've got like all of our family get togethers and we yeah. had a party, didn't yeah. we, for um, Azalea and Anaya. And it was nice because it was being able to kind of bring the family together yeah. and like celebrate the two babies. And yeah. me and Amy would be running upstairs and changing nappies. <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, like God, this time last year we'd be drinking or, you know, like, <laughs> be up here like and so we did have them like nice times where yeah. you know my brother he was able to come with my nephew and um my sister-in-law and be able to kind of come and meet her and you know to see the kids together to be honest though yeah it's really funny that you asked that question because for me honestly that's a kind of time that i forgot about really yeah because i oh, see it's a bit um yeah, it's a time that I forgot about because everything after was so, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but you kind of forget that we had her when she was a healthy, beautiful little baby. I mean, she's always a beautiful baby, but you forget them times where we didn't know that she had leukaemia. Yeah. We weren't battling. We had the times where it was just her being free and us trying to do normal stuff. With our baby, so it's really weird that you you brought that out because it's the first time I've really thought about that stage in I don't know how long. But I guess those are the really important memories to remember. Yeah, you know? of course, yeah. And it's good to take time to to look at those photos mm. of those moments and videos. Yeah, and, you know how, and I think I think even off the back of lockdown, those moments like that were even more special because they were held back. Yeah. At what point did you start getting concerned about Azalea? So I um, was changing her nappy one day. Um, and this is looking back. So at the time, obviously, new mum, it, it's kind of like, oh, what's this? Or, oh, what's that? So these things kind of popped up. Mm. Um, so at first, it was um, blood in her nappy. So... Um, it happened once and I contacted the doctors and it was just like, oh, you know, like newborns, these things can kind of happen. Uh, then it happened again and I rang and it's just like, oh, OK, is it a lot or still still just a little bit? OK, and then it didn't happen again. Right. And then um, the things like colic. Um, um, Azalea was breastfeeding, so um, like winding and all that kind of things, not as significant as if you're bottle feeding mm -hmm. um so it was a case of then expressing and putting the um oh the yeah, and yeah, the colic, yeah. them things in um so she'd get that so it was kind of like very gradually over after four weeks and this is only me looking back on pictures of in my um on my iCloud to see when i sent them to the doctors so four weeks and then like a week later and then it was um colic and then it was um thrush in the t in the mouth um which babies can get yeah um so went to the doctors again got that then she got weighed then i went for the six-week checkup into the doctors but at this point um me looking back on it now it's uh, the biggest highlight ever because i know the signs i know the symptoms and i think now how did somebody else not know um she was 
literally had a six week checkup on the um, in the doctor's bed, felt for everything, looked in her eyes, everything. But that was that was a bit strange. Then everything's okay. Right. So then one day we came back home and I was um, changing Azalea's nappy again. And as I opened the nappy, I seen a bruise. But because she'd had colic and everything else that everybody was mm-hmm. saying, everyone's kind of holding her and she was enjoying being bounced, yeah. as like many babies do. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe somebody's kind of like pushed on a bit, bit too rough yeah. or something. And um, when I seen there was the bruise, because I already know I've got a medical background, I put my finger over the bruise and there was a lump under the bruise. So that's alarm bells already, um, being a lump under a, under a bruise. So we took a picture and then um, the following day, sent the picture to the doctors, basically, which then that's when we started Azalea's journey of her diagnosis. But if me looking back in hindsight through my pictures, signs of blood, signs of her stomach swollen, her stomach tummy was hard, her eyes were closed, Mm -hmm. cold-type symptoms. So all of these things now that me and Ashley could just look at and think... That is the biggest alarm bell. It was really disheartening that there wasn't somebody in that process that could have helped, you know, because I'd constantly, if there was something wrong, I'd ring the doctors to ask about certain situations. And I wouldn't really say that I'm a panicking person. Mm -hmm. I'm a person that would see a problem and deal with a problem rather than doing anything else you know like calling doctors you know I think oh maybe we need some of this or try these options first um but considering I would just go to the doctors to a professional because I thought it's not myself yeah it's, it's my daughter it was conversations that we'd have it's like okay doctors 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 well I guess doctors are so used to seeing children with colic children with colds mm. you know Babies yeah, but get that, yeah, but that's not good. That, no, no, me, no. For but me, I mean, the, you... this is why what we're doing is so important now. Yeah. Because we took our daughter to the doctors and we got told that she had a cold. We got told she had colic. We got told that she had constipation. We were given things for her nose. Yeah, yeah we were given things for her nose to, to get snot out. We were given laxatives. And... All of that time, our daughter had such a high leukemia count. It was scary. She had tumours in her spine, in her stomach, in her spleen, in her lungs. And we're getting sent away from the doctors saying she's got constipation. Now, we pushed and we kind of pushed for that. Yeah. But if we'd have left it another two weeks, we'd have woke up at home... And our daughter wouldn't have been breathing. So what we kind of want to do is we kind of want to make people aware of the signs and the symptoms. So then parents, if they do see something, they can catch it early. Mm. If they do get turned away from the doctors, they can go back in and push for for another opinion or a second opinion because a matter of a matter of weeks is crucial. Yeah. Even a matter of days is vital when you've got these symptoms. Mm. And that's the kind of scary thing. And that's why we want to kind of shine a light on childhood cancer. If you're going to a GP, right, like, 
and you've took your baby three times, take their blood. Yeah. Give them a test because, and if you are concerned about your baby, I feel like push for that. And I think also that um, there's a lot to do with funding um, in these areas, massive amounts that can be changed and give more awareness to by funding and even taking a blood test. It costs money yeah. to take these blood samples, to put them through. So it's kind of like these are the areas that we're we're really trying to, at the minute, brainstorm of what we can do to try and make a bit of a change, aren't we? So I think that's important as well, you know, like with the funds and education mm -hmm. of kind of bringing them together and giving an insight for everything. And that's, as Ailey didn't get put here for no reason, and we are going to make sure that we do our full force to help so many families and the community together is to come together to make a difference, Yeah, aren't we? So... With Azalea, was the bruise and the lump the thing that completely mm -hmm. changed everything? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, after sending over the um, the picture to the doctors, um, the next day, um, as a new parents, we haven't had much time together. So we just decided to um, have a few hours and have a little bit of time out for us. And my mum was itching to look after her granddaughter. So it was kind of like, okay, you know, you can have her for a few hours so we can have some quality time together. And in the meantime, um, I got a phone call um, to say from the doctors that Azalea needs to go to A&E like emergency like you need to take her there um but you're so, not told why at this point no she has to no that just that she needs to go from looking at the picture and um giving a little bit of a write-up about it um she needs to go there um so what happened was obviously my mom was looking after azalea um as i called her to tell her what the doctor said she then said that she's in an ambulance already on the way to the hospital so me and Ashley came back from where we were and we got straight to the hospital. And um, then at this point, um, yeah, our lives just crashed. And we're going to take a pause now. And if you want to hear the second part of the interview with Ashley and Sophia, please listen to part two. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 